0: Well, today's a special day. Is it?
1: Yeah. Why?
0: It's our 10th It's episode. Oh, it's Good
1: Friday. And it's Good Friday. It's Jesus Christ Superstar Day. Since I think last time, not last time, a couple times ago, we had a sort of bathroom related oh, yeah. cold we open. We sure did. Um, And I have my own sort of story to add to oh, that. Great. I was just in the bathroom mm-hmm. and all of the lights went off. Oh, my goodness. In the bathroom. And I tried to sort of wave my of arms course. around wildly yeah. to get them to turn on. And they would not turn on. And it was, like, I mean, completely pitch That's black really in there. That's really terrifying. I <laughs> couldn't see anything. I was 100% sure I was going to get murdered. Oh, my God. I was so scared.
0: That sounds... Well, um, you didn't I didn't get, get murdered.
1: murdered. And they turned on when I, like, got up and uh-huh. left. But I, I did have to sit there wow. for a while in the complete <laughs> and total dark. It was, it was wow. so scary. That
0: does sound really scary. I don't... Was that... In here, in yeah, Yeah. It was terrifying. I'm kind of afraid
1: of that bathroom. You know, what would have made it scarier, though, what? is if in the dark I started hearing like Tom and Jerry sound effects. Yeah,
0: right. If there was sort played, of a combo that moment. Uh, really, uh, yeah, really that would have been Yeah, that would not have been good.
1: Well, <sighs> great. Is that anything? I think that's fine. Okay, great.
2: very nice. Mama,
0: and some
1: well everyone, hi this is welcome to special episode ten. Special
0: symbolic significant episode ten. This is Talky Talky. I'm Fiona. I'm Taylor. And we have a really special episode planned for you today. I think we're going to keep it a surprise until we get through our beginning segments. Yeah, I think so. But rest assured, we have something really great
1: going on
0: and you're not going to want to miss it.
1: Yeah, um, but before we get into all of our segments, I mean, how about that Evan Ringle, you know? How about from that last episode? Evan Ringle?
0: Folks, we finally got him
1: on. We finally did it. I'm hearing and that definitely that he did already a good job. happened yeah. for sure for <laughs> us. Um, I think he probably did great. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he did do, that already happened, and we know that he did do great. Right. So, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Um, and we pranked him, of course. Yeah, we did prank him. Um,
0: The prank of the century, some are calling it. Yep. Yeah, so thank you to evan ringle for coming on the show and i guess now that the the floodgates of guests has been opened yeah perhaps there will be more exciting guests
1: in our future one can only hope anyway our first segment you know it you love it it's wonka watch Okay, so, so this is where things get a little confusing. Okay. Um, as of today, day of recording, right. uh, there or are Friday. 609 days until Wonka. That's correct. Now, you may notice that that's more days than there were last yeah, episode. Yeah, you probably
0: also won't notice it because I doubt you're paying attention to these numbers.
1: Okay, but if in case you did notice it, just don't worry about it. Yeah, it's really none of your business. This podcast experience kind of transcends... Time and space. and space. Yeah, all those kinds of things. As does Wonka. Yep. So, like, don't worry about Don't worry about Yeah, it's about not that. really
0: your concern. What was the number? 609? 609. That we're going to break the 600 barrier. Very soon. That's awesome. Yeah, we are.
1: Incredibly soon.
0: Um, No updates in the Wonka world. That's so sad. Um, haven't seen anything new. But you know of what they course, say, no news
1: is good news. Exactly. We are still looking forward
0: to that April 26th date. Um, yep. Hopefully our first look at Wonka. Yep. But otherwise... You know it's it's quiet on the wonka sea yeah which is okay. good that's fine you can't it's sail in a storm
1: before the what do they say it's, it's all it's always the darkest, darkest before the dawn okay that's not that doesn't yeah. relate to what i was trying to <laughs> what was i thinking of the calm always, before the storm, the calm before the storm yeah, i think is what i yeah, yeah 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 sure okay, yeah great.
0: we're definitely in that so that concludes wonka watch
1: tune in next week We should probably do what's happening. What's happening, right? what's been going on with
0: you in your life for these past couple of days since we last recorded our podcast.
1: So, uh, first of all, I need to address what I've been referring to as the Colin Farrell situation. Oh, sure. sure. Which is that yeah, this the is two important. of us have fallen sort of headfirst into a Colin Farrell um, sort of pit yeah, and this pit. yeah, I would say so. So, that's what's going on um <laughs> we do need to retroactively bump him up on the tier list yeah. to at least my best friend if not honestly probably all tier. the way to the top yeah. tier at this point i think point. that's
0: where he belongs we love him so much yeah everything about him his eyebrows his attitude i think he's the perfect man um in a lot the of way ways. that he is in movies yeah he's um, delightful we just really love him yeah and i think we're we're starting the colin feral fan club yes the, the cffc Oh, um, cool! Yeah, yeah,
1: good acronym. Um, we've already consumed quite a lot of Car- Colin yeah. media. Yeah, are we going to talk about weeks. that? Should today? we talk about that a little bit? We don't need to talk about it a lot, but maybe yeah. Just sort I of think a brief just let everyone know what, what we've what... been watching, right. how we've been feeling. Right. So we did watch Minority Report, and right. that class. was sort of the beginning that of all this. Was how started. I was started. A,
0: a Colin fan, just on on a sort of a casual level. Yeah. I'd seen him in a few things, but when we saw him in Minority Port- Report with his little suspenders and his little glasses, yeah. It was over. Everything (laughs) changed.
1: Um, Yeah, and then I did watch In Bruges. Great, great great movie. Great film, great flick. Great flick. Um, I also watched Phone Booth, Uh which... you know, it was a movie that I watched. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> I liked that Colin Farrell was in it. Yeah. Did he do a good job? He did. He basically, the plot of the movie is he is trapped in a phone booth because there's a guy on the phone uh-huh. telling him, if you if you leave, I'm going to shoot you. So he's
0: actually in the phone booth. He's in the
1: phone booth for almost the entire That's movie. That's incredible. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, various hijinks yeah, occur sure, because sure. of that. But my favorite part was um, there was a police officer at one point trying to tell him, like, come on, it's OK. Just yeah, come out of the phone right. booth. And he's like, I can't. Like, you don't i can't get out of this phone booth and he's like come on man just get out and he said something like I-, I live in this phone booth now like this is where i am or he said something like i'm never coming out of this phone booth ever um i thought that was sweet yeah so I'll he was on. great
0: um i guess i'll take this opportunity to talk about the colin farrell movie i watched Please, this week yes. which is a film called crazy heart oh okay My technique basically was I went on Netflix and Hulu and I searched Colin Farrell and then I looked at all the movies they had of him and then I picked the one I most wanted to watch. Mm -hmm. And this was the one I decided I most wanted to watch because it was about country music. Yeah. Um, And it's not really a film about Colin Farrell. It's a film about Jeff Bridges, who is a man I think is kind of disgusting and gross and I have no respect for. (laughs) But Jeff Bridges in this movie plays sort of a rundown, faded country star. And then sort of his counterpart is Colin Farrell, who plays a man, you're going to love this, named Tommy Sweet. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Who's, like, a cool, hip, new country singer who, like, Jeff Bridges taught how to play guitar and is successful because of Jeff Bridges, yeah. who plays a man named Bad Blake.
1: Tommy Sweet and actually Bad Blake as well. Those are both, in a lot of ways, names that could be on Riverdale. They're both Those are super cool names. are kind of
0: cool Riverdale
2: names. names. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so you're sort of in a movie like this where the hero is this sort of alcoholic, classic country music kind of guy. He's, like, throwing up in alleys. Cool. And, um just behaving badly in general. Yeah. You expect the sort of young, upstart country musician to be sort of an asshole. Like, this very suave, um, has no respect for his elders, the ones who came before him, in the country music tradition kind of guy. Colin Farrell does not fall into that trap. No? Tommy Sweet is a great man. No. He has two earrings...
1: And a ponytail. That's one of the greatest things about Colin Farrell, by <laughs> the way. Both ears Love pierced. Love his little earrings. <laughs> Obsessed with his little earrings, yeah. And
0: Tom, he just, he the way he plays Tommy, to me, it, it was revelatory. Is it sweet? He, Could you say it's, it's sweet? It's sweet. He's like very, he's kind of shy yeah. and reserved, and he's so thankful for everything that Jeff Bridges has taught him about country music, and mm. he brings him out on stage. Tommy Sweet has a great career, and he lets Bad Blake come and perform at his shows, and he doesn't say he's the opener. He says he's, he's the special guest. Wow. And it's just, it's so kind and I was really, I was excited to see Colin be sort of the asshole, bad, annoying guy, mm-hmm. but this was so much better, and it wasn't, I don't think anyone else would have played this character in that way, and I really respect him for that. Yeah. And so that is my review of Crazy Heart, a movie that was, in the end, for me, about Colin Farrell. Yeah, I think that's the thing that
1: can be said about any movie yeah. that has Colin Farrell yeah. in it. For us, at least, it does Certainly. become a Colin Farrell Certainly. film. Yeah. Anyways, that's our, that's, that's the Colin Farrell situation. Yeah. The final thing that's going on for me sure is um this youtube video that i found Uh
0: Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-oh
1: i'm really excited to go over this so there haven't been any figure skating updates in a while because nothing's been happening right Um, right so i've just been you know doing doing what i do just sort of watching random videos and just pretending that there's stuff happening um and so i i I was on YouTube and I, I wanted to go, I just, I was missing my friend Mark mm-hmm. and I wanted to go rewatch his Jesus Christ Superstar right. performance. Right. right. And I was scrolling through and I was looking for the specific one that I wanted mm-hmm. to watch. And I think it was like the third or second video that appeared. Okay. Was one yeah. titled, the, the the thumbnail was a big picture of Mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was titled, Mocking Jesus at the Winter Olympics. <gasps> And I was like, oh, well, I have to watch this. Oh, no. Um, And I did watch it, and it did not let me down. Um, Before I start, General, just, I'm not going to like this video because it was uh, incredibly anti-Semitic at certain points. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So I don't condone anything this man said in this video, but everything he said, apart from the anti-Semitism, was hysterical. Okay. (laughs) I'm really excited. So I need to go over it. (laughs) I have to go over it. So, okay. It started with he started by like going on this I, I don't know if he was reciting a bible verse or if this was something uh-huh, he made okay. up but it started he would just sort of went into some sort of strange chant about cool jesus and god and all of that yeah and that's how it started and he 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 was reading an article about mark's performance mm-hmm. at the olympics and mm-hmm. he was talking about um, basically he thinks that mark you know little mark yeah was chosen by some sort of higher power to like mock Jesus at the Olympics oh. because cause he believes that the second coming of Christ is upon us, essentially. Yeah, well, in a lot of ways it is. In a lot of ways yeah. it is. Yeah. And so he thinks that that Mark's sort of performance was some sort of mockery to try to stop that.
0: Oh, so this is part of perhaps like the part of the Bible where all like the four horsemen and the, all the bad things are happening and then the second coming of Christ, it's like a signal that we're reaching when Jesus is coming back. It's
1: something along those lines. Yes. Cool. Um, So I'm just going to get into some of, some (laughs) of the points he (laughs) made and some of the things he talked about. So, first of all, every time he said Mark's name, Uh he would say Mark Kondratiak, which Uh, is not correct. And every time he would say, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and out loud I responded, (laughs) you're "You're not. not. Um, (laughs) And then, okay, I just have to make clear, everything I'm about to explain, I'm not making up. These are real things. (laughs) I'm so excited. These are real things that this man said in this video. I can't
0: believe you you managed to not tell me about this all week.
1: It It was so hard for me. So, the first thing, the first point that he made... And immediately when he said this, I'm like, this is going to be the greatest video yeah, I've ever seen right, in my life. Okay. So these are all reasons he thinks that Mark is. Y- y- Whatever is, he thinks Mark is. He, this is, yes. So first of all, his name is Mark. And I quote, like Mark of the Beast.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Never even thought of it Which that is, way. I mean, you yeah, can't argue for with that. Sure. It's true. His name is Mark,
1: <laughs> like Mark of the Beast. And I was expecting him to maybe go into some it's sort Mark of biblical from the Mark from the Bible. <laughs> no. But no, just Mark of the Beast. All right. I'm with him up yeah. No. Okay, second point. He's eighteen, which is six plus six plus six. It is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Wow. In a lot of ways it is. Oh
0: my god. So
1: therefore he's Satan, I guess. Yep. Okay. Um, and then after that it got things got a little bit crazy. Okay. So he has this incredibly complex and seemingly just like completely made up, like code sort uh-huh. of thing. Okay. Um and he does these calculations. That, like, every letter yeah, has a specific is, number assigned to it or something. Yeah,
0: this is like a thing.
1: This something is like a, that. Yeah. And then when you add up the numbers, they give you. It, the numbers have, they all have meanings. They and all stuff. have some sort of meaning, yes. and like each yeah. word has a specific number associated with it or something like that. Right. Which is cool, but it was also like complete bullshit because a lot of times you would look at the numbers he had attributed to letters and they would be like different from each like calculation. Oh, interesting. So I think either he was either he like had different sets of code that he was working with, right, or which he was is possible. just making it all up. Right. But either way right. it was fascinating. And so some of the associations he shared were that Kondra Chook, Mark's last name, mm-hmm. has the same sort of code mm-hmm. as Jesus Christ. Wow. Fallen Angel. Wow. Okay. Beast Obama. He also thinks Obama's the Antichrist. (laughs) I probably should have mentioned that. Oh, my God. There's a lot of stuff in here about how Obama is the Antichrist. (laughs) Um, Beast Obama and the Illuminati. Okay. Those all have the same sort of code as Kondruchuk. Another thing. This was actually kind of crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Between his last birthday, right? Which was, I believe. Mark's last Mar- birthday. Mark's last birthday, which was September 23rd. September okay. 3rd, sorry. Okay. September 3rd, 2021. And his Olympic performance, which I think was February 5th. Uh-huh. There were 22 weeks and two days.
0: 222.
1: 222, two, 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 which, first of all, is a third of 666. Right. But also, 222 two, two matches up in his mysterious code language with the Beast of Revelation. Oh, my gosh. And. Barack Obama, the Antichrist. Oh my God! So something crazy going on there. And then his birthday, which is nine three 93, uh-huh. equals God's son. Okay. Crucifix. Okay. And Nazareth. Wow. And then these are a couple of quotes that he he said that I had to write down word for word because they were yeah sure amazing. Um, that's why he was chosen to do this performance. I don't even want to call it a performance; just a mockery ritual. Wow. And then he added, but not much longer because the king is coming and he's going to wipe all of this out and they're going to be sorry they ever mocked the king.
0: Yeah, I mean, they are in a lot of ways. If that's what they were doing, they're going to be sorry.
1: Yeah. And then the final thing I have to talk about in regards to this video are some of the comments I found. Oh, on the video, of I'm course. sure. Yeah. So from Sally Jones, he won't be mocking Jesus from the lake of fire. And then there's a bunch of fire emojis and a bunch of the sad purple devil emojis. From Ezra P. I admire your ability to stay calm through all this. Meanwhile, my OCD and anxiety (laughs) is through the roof. Better hope the Lord comes soon. Then I won't have to go through all these emotions anymore. So Ezra P. is really worked up about all this.
0: Hey, when the Christ has my OCD
2: acting up. Yeah, I hate it when that
1: happens, too. It's really hard. Stay strong, Ezra P. I'm sure that the Lord will come to your aid soon. From Deb B., I see those numbers every day. And I liked this because within this video, he. I only went I like over a some lot of, of them. numbers. There were probably like 35 numbers that he went into in this video. So she just sees all she's of these numbers. All the numbers. It's like a every constant day. That sort must of, be really hard. Yeah. If I had I can to look at that
0: imagine. many numbers, I'd probably kill myself. Yeah,
1: probably. Um, <laughs> here's one from Sister Kathleen. Okay. That just says, Oh my gosh. That's it. Oh my gosh. But you know. Well, I'm glad she wasn't taking the Lord's name in vain. No, exactly. Right, yeah. exactly. That's important. Um, and then uh, the final comment from Karis Martin says, You guys are in a cult. You're all so angry and afraid all the time. It's genuinely concerning. I hope you're all able to find strength and peace instead of fear and anger someday. Aww. And then the guy who made this video responded, And we pray you repent <gasps> and find Jesus. Whoa. We also pray you didn't take the mark of the beast vaccination.
0: Wow. Um. Did you look at if this guy had other videos on I YouTube? did, yeah. Are they um, like QAnon stuff? Is he... Probably. Like a Donald I, I Trump didn't, head? I
1: didn't really... I checked to see if he had any other videos. I mostly wanted to see if he had made any other videos about Mark. About Mark, And yeah. he hadn't, to my knowledge. Um, so after I realized that, I kind of stopped yeah. looking. But I'm sure there's some... Yeah, well, he sounds really cool. Sort of crazy um, shit going on. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's one where he's... <laughs> Here's one where he's decoding the Super Bowl. Oh wow! Super Bowl Fifty Six full decode. Mark of the Beast <laughs> full decode is what it says. This is all very interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Um, it really makes you think.
0: The other thing is all those words that are associated with Mark. Yeah. From a different perspective, you could read him as the Jesus, second coming of Christ, right? Because right. he's related to Nazareth, right? I mean, one of them was God's, God's son. son. And he is literally in a Jesus costume. His last I mean, name
1: literally equals Jesus Christ.
0: We've been saying this so, since our second episode right. when we first talked about Mark, that he has a lot in common with Jesus Christ. And if we're getting intel now that the second coming is at hand... Apparently it's coming right now, um, basically, yeah. Who, other than Mark Kondruchuk, is is the second coming of Jesus? I'm not
1: sure. I literally I don't can't know think of anyone else, else it could possibly be. Um, because
0: Archie Andrews is, of course, a fictional character. Unfortunately, yeah. Um... I feel like maybe this guy just needs a new perspective on things. Yeah,
1: I agree. If you're listening, sir, uh, who made this video, maybe consider consider these these facts yeah. that we're throwing at you. Yeah, um, maybe you need to open your heart to Mark. Right. Instead I of I mean, this guy after he's done
0: this, good luck in the in the lake of fire in hell for disrespecting Mark. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Seriously. Wow. So, that's that video that was I found. Thank you um, so much.
1: Yeah, it was kind of incredible kind of changed my life in a lot it of seems ways really
0: cool there's so many interesting ways to spend your time there really there. really
1: really are yeah um
0: We are so lucky to be us. We're so lucky (laughs) to be us. Okay, so this is first and foremost, last week we talked a lot about Alex Bald Alec. Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Alec Baldwin. And we the two of us were doing a little further research on the topic yesterday. And I just wanted to share with everyone that Alec Baldwin has two newborn babies living in his home with him. Right now they are his babies. Um And they were not born at the same time. No, they were born like six months apart. The man is what, sixty? He's quite old. 60-something. Yeah. Um, probably too old to be taking care of little babies. Yeah. But it does make you wonder about whether the boss baby was based on a true story or whether he's trying to make it mm. become a true story with all these babies in his house. Interesting. Once someone becomes a murderer, who knows Who knows what they're capable of? Right. Um, I already talked about Colin Farrell. And so the last thing that I have to talk about is actually thanks to one of our um, most loyal listeners, mm-hmm. Taylor's cousin. My cousin, and she sent us an email, and she said, since Fiona loves fun YouTube channels, have her check out the Raccoon Whisperer. Please tell us your thoughts. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, this was something of a transcendental experience Wow. For me. Are you familiar with the Raccoon Whisperer? I'm not, Whisperer? I'm not. The Raccoon Whisperer is an old man who lives in Canada, and the first video I watched uh, is called Mobbed by Raccoons, parentheses 25. And so in this video, this old man... Uh, it opens with a shot of his porch or his deck through a glass door and the faces of at least 25 little raccoons peeking in at him. Uh-huh. And th- the rest of the video basically progresses with him taking different little snacks out of his house and feeding them to the raccoons. <laughs> and he sits wow. on this little bench and they literally climb all over him. Oh my god. And he feeds them, in this video, he fed them hot dogs, Whoa. grapes. Oreos and then dry dog food. Holy shit! And they literally they climb all over him. These are the fattest raccoons you've ever seen in oh your my entire god. life. They're yeah, like they're
1: eating hot dogs. Incredibly and Oreos. rotund. Oh my god! And they
0: don't like they just he just talks to them. So I have a lot of a lot of things to say connected to this. I'm just gonna go through them in the yep. order I wrote them down in my notes app. Uh, The first one is I love raccoons. I I have for quite some time. I think they're one of the best creatures out there. They have stripy little tails. They They have little masks. They have little hands. They look, I think, of all the animals in the animal kingdom, the most like Pokemon Mm. of any animal out there because of their different cute features. Yeah. Um, I like that they sort of seem to be wearing little robber costumes. They do. And then as I was watching this old man feed these raccoons 10 pounds of hot dogs... I was sort of thinking I'm a big fan of the TV show Northwood's Law on Animal Planet, which is about New Hampshire fish and game officers uh, as they go about their daily duties of handing out, you know, tickets to people fishing without a license or dealing with small creatures in the road. And they do often talk about how you're not really supposed to feed wild animals because it makes them, like, too comfortable around people. right? And, like... Then easier for an- other animals to, like, hunt them and kill them and eat them. So I, I did. My first thought was, I bet my friends from Northwoods Law would not be very happy with what this man is doing. But then I said, I don't care because this is yeah, really, cares? really so exciting. One of the first things this man says is, I don't know where they all came from.
1: Okay. Probably the woods. Um,
0: probably the woods and probably they know you have pounds and pounds of hot dogs to give to them and yeah. they're telling all their friends and they're going to come up on your deck and eat the hot dogs i did get a little worried about like the rabies
1: situation sure, yeah i was thinking um, about that too because rabies does have a 100 once you are symptomatic yeah it's like if a you're not jughead, unless jones, you're jughead jones you're gonna die from rabies you're going to die of rabies. um but
0: this man does not care he's feeding them out of his hands they're climbing on him they're sort of biting respect. his little fingers and yeah, his coat it. Um, The raccoons are really all so fat. Yeah. Um, He keeps saying, holy smokes, when he sees more (laughs) of them. And the raccoons, they literally, like, they trundle up to him, and they stand on their little back feet, and they wait in line for him to hand them a hot dog. That's so cute. And then they scurry off to their own little zone to eat. He would go inside his house, and he'd leave the camera on. Yeah. And he was going to get more snacks for the raccoons, but it would just be on the 25 raccoons. And they make little, like, grunting noises while they eat, and, like, little, they were coughing, some of them, and it was just all very sweet. This man has a cat named Connor, which I think is one of the funniest names for a yeah, cat. It kind of is. And the cat kept trying to go out and see the raccoons, and he had to stop him.
1: <laughs> yeah, no Connor. Um, and then the next that.
0: time the old man came out, he had a crocheted hat that looked like a raccoon that someone had sent to him. <laughs> and he was like, do you like my new hat? And it was so cute. Um, yeah, the raccoons line up and they have little teeny tiny hands that they use to grab all the different they do. food. That's one of the craziest um, things
1: about raccoons is their little teeny tiny hands. It's so,
0: so cute. And they they use them like hands. Yeah. People are always
1: talking about, like, monkeys I don't have, know. like, the most human Check hands. I'm racoons. like, have you ever Just seen a fucking raccoon? Hands. Yeah.
0: And then he was talking about how he had other plans for the evening before he saw exactly how many raccoons were on his porch, and he was gonna—he was planning on watching NCIS. Okay. But he decided he was just gonna catch it on demand the next day. All right. Um, and then this is my final thing, which is perhaps the most important one. He can recognize the different raccoons. Oh my and god. And they do have names. <gasps> Here's a list of the names that I caught: Sammy, Buddy, Woody, Scooter, Woody, and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> and he like... <laughs> he recognizes them he said it was he can recognize them based on their mannerisms wow. for example woody is kind of shy and he Aww. sort of he takes the food and then he runs away really fast and he knows them and he's named them all and then i watched another video that was called an evening with woody yeah and he was hanging out with woody and all the comments are people like oh my god so great to see woody again i'm so glad he's back but this one comment says woody i love him i hope the nice shy raccoon girl becomes his girlfriend oh And then someone replied to them and said, Jim, who must be the old man, announced a while back that Woody is really a female. Surprised emoji. Congrats, Woody. So, the raccoon whisperer has, in a lot of ways, changed my life. Yeah, I can tell. Um, They're little hands. Yeah. They have little hands. They literally do. And they're all his little friends. And... He gives them hot dogs and That's Oreos so and grapes. They love the grapes. And he would just dump the grapes and then they'd all go grab them.
1: That's so. And it, it was just so like, like beautiful. Yeah. Like he also had um, like
0: spam in one of the videos. Oh, okay. The raccoons didn't eat it. No, they didn't like, they it. Didn't like they that. it. They left it alone. Prefer hot dogs. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Aiden. Uh, thank you so, so much.
1: That's what's been going on with me. All right. Cool. So, so should we get into? I think we should get into our it. special 10th episode extravaganza yeah. experience.
0: So, as we mentioned, this is our 10th episode. Yep. Um, and we did want to do something special for that. We yep. were thinking about different things we could do. In the end, we decided that the theme of the day was 10. Mm-hmm. Tens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have both come prepared with five lists of 10 things right which does equal to 100 things or 10 lists of 10, 10 things. lists of 10 things uh, yeah. and we're gonna share them with you to celebrate our 10th episode we are yeah
1: should Let's we count down it. from 10 oh perhaps? my god yeah all right 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 so, my first list of 10 things is something that, in a lot of ways, I've been working on for about four years now. Wow. Probably wow. longer than that, Um, because this is my list of my top 10 Wham! songs. Great. Now, when I was a freshman in college, I did decide, because I was a big fan of a couple of Wham! songs, mm-hmm. such as the classics Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go right. and Last Christmas, and I was like... Right. I feel like I need to sort of dive into what's going There's on more here. There. There's more yeah. to this. Um, so I'm going to listen to all of their songs and I'm going to rank all of them. Amazing. <laughs> and I did instantly, like immediately, it, my life was changed. Yeah. Um, wow. They have some of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Even beyond the ones that everybody knows. Yeah. I, I have to be real. I
0: don't. I think I know I know the two you mentioned. Right. Perhaps a few more. But right. I'm not a Wham expert by
1: any means. Exactly. And that's why I felt it necessary to make this list so I could share with yeah. the people just how fucking incredible the band wham is so i did have to change my list quite a bit because my opinions have changed quite uh quite drastically since i made the original list but i would like to go over my final top 10 with you and keep in mind this is subject to change because the problem with wham is that whatever song i'm currently listening to as far as i'm concerned is the greatest song that's ever been written fair enough so it is a little bit difficult but i do feel fairly confident about my final ranking here so let's go First of all, tied, I'm sorry for 10th place. I'm okay. sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was really hard. I couldn't choose between these two. So tied for 11 tied for 10th place. Um, we have Freedom and Credit Card Baby. Oh. Um two great songs. Credit Card Baby is really fun. A lot of Wham songs are um, George Michael as you all probably know, he he was a gay man. Right. Um and so but a lot of his songs in his Wham era He was pretending to not Uh be a gay man. (laughs) Right, great great, um, um, recipe
0: for a good song. For reasons,
1: yeah. And so a lot of his songs do end up being like just singing about how much he like hates like his girlfriend (laughs) in a way that's really funny to me. Um, So, Credit Card Baby is one of these songs. It's basically just like, you only like me for my money and that sucks. You shouldn't do that. I'm cool. I'm George fucking Michaels. I am straight. So, I'm straight. Uh, And it's a great song. And then, Freedom is also just another great song. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot to say about most of these songs, that's aside okay. from it's one of the greatest it's a songs great song. that exists. That's enough. Yeah. So in ninth place, we have Like a Baby.
0: So do you, to be clear, you have 11 songs on I this do have list. 11 okay. songs, that's but they're, they're tied.
1: tied. They're tied. It's literally yeah. a tie. I couldn't yeah, do anything about it. Yeah, that's fair. Her. Yeah. So in ninth place, we have Like a Baby. <laughs> <laughs> great title. Yeah, very different from a lot of these other songs in the sense that it's more of a slow song, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's great it's Mm -hmm. a great song (laughs) i don't know what to fucking tell you it's a great song and then in eighth place we have heartbeat which despite being in eighth place is i think one of the greatest songs ever written Mm -hmm. in this world it's amazing it's incredible in seventh place this is a bit of a controversial placement um i do have last christmas wow now yeah this one is interesting because i do consider last christmas to be probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the greatest songs I've mm-hmm. ever written. It's certainly the greatest Christmas song I've ever written, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. At first time, like, this is, it's it's a ranking of Wham! songs. Right. And as a Wham! song, I think it's a little bit less, I, I think the other ones above this are better as Wham! songs. Okay, that, I think that's Last fair. Christmas maybe is a better, more iconic song. Yeah. But as a Wham! song, it's in seventh place. Sure, that makes sense. Sorry about that. Okay, and then in sixth place, we have Young Guns, in parentheses, mm-hmm. go for it, an exclamation point. <laughs> that sounds good. This is one of the ones that the first time I listened to it, I was like, how does everyone in the world not know about this? Um, it's incredible. It's another song where George Michael is basically singing about how he hates women. Uh-huh, <laughs> not, not necessarily, but it's basically, one of the, one of the greatest lines in it is, um, death by matrimony. Oh, wow. Because he's basically, this whole song is about one of his friends got married to a woman, and he's like, bro, what the fuck, like... <laughs> Why would you do that? (laughs) We're supposed to be guys just hanging out, just guys being dudes, hanging out, having fun, and you've gone and fucked it all up by getting married to this fucking lady. Uh, Why would you do that to me? Your friend George Michael, straight man, George Michael. By the way, he's straight. By the way, I'm straight, and I'm George Michael, by the way. So it's a great song. Um, It's really fun. And then it ends like it's kind of like a Marvel movie in the way that it ends. And then it has something else. Wow. I always like that. And that something else at the end is just sort of like it sounds like if you went into like a saloon, like an old timey saloon and someone was like going crazy (gasps) on the piano. I love that. Yeah. So there's that. And then in where am I at? Fifth place? Fifth place. Um, We have Bad Boys, which, again, genuinely one of the greatest songs I think ever (laughs) written. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying that. Actually, wait, I should read you the chorus of Bad Boys. Um, I don't even have to read it. I can just say it from memory. Yeah. It's Bad Boys Stick Together, Never Sad Boys. <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do-woo-hoo. <laughs> and the next song, in number fourth place. Number fourth number place. Number fourth place. We have Everything She Wants, another classic I Hate My Girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> song. <laughs> um, really fun. In third place, we do have the classic Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Mm-hmm. This one did bounce around a lot on the list as I was making it because... It's one of those songs that I've heard it so many times. I'm kind of like, it's just, you know, it's wake me up before right, you go. Go right. like, whatever. What can you even say about it? But then I really did think about it and I was like, this is genuinely one of the greatest songs yeah, that exists. Right. So I can't put it that low down. I had it quite low down at first and I was like, I have it's to, It's hard sometimes to separate something that. that's so, you know, iconic. Right. And that's and, kind and of the problem it. I had with Last Christmas as well. But yeah. I, I did eventually come to some sort of a conclusion. Okay. And then in second place. In second place, we have "Wham Rap" <laughs> in parentheses. Enjoy what you do? Question mark. Oh, enjoy what you do? Enjoy what you do? I'm gonna have to talk about this one for a okay. while. Sure. Because I know I've said already that every single one of these songs is one of the greatest songs that's ever ever been written. But when I say it about this one, I really do mean it on a new level. Okay. So this is this is the Wham Rap, and it's exactly what you would think it's. A, it's 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 the, it's the Wham Rap. It's the Wham Rap. It's the Wham Rap. It is seven minutes long. Okay. And I would like to read you some of the lyrics to the Wham Rap. Mm -hmm. So this is the first verse. I'm going to read it in its entirety. Okay. Hey, everybody, take a look at me. I've got street credibility. I may not have a job, but I have a good time with the boys that I meet down on the line. Say, I don't need you. So if you don't approve, well, who asked you to? Hey, jerk, you work. This boy's got better things to do. Hell, I ain't never going to work. Get down in the dirt. I choose to cruise. Gonna live my life sharp as a knife. I found my groove and I just can't lose. <laughs> A1 style from head to toe. Cool cat flash gonna let you know. I'm a soul boy. I'm a dole boy. Take pleasure in leisure. I believe in joy. Wow. That's the first verse. That's really that's really something. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and then the the chorus of the song is wham, bam. I am a man. True, Objectively yep. true. Uh-huh. True statement. Job or no job. You can't tell me that I'm not. Do you enjoy what you do? If not, just stop. Yeah. Don't stay there and rot. (laughs) And I really like the whole sentiment of this song, which is if you don't like your job, just quit. Just quit. Just quit. Just just quit. Quitting
0: is one of the best things you can do in life.
1: Yeah. Some more lyrics of this song. Hot damn, everybody, let's play. So they promised you a good job? No way. One, two, three, (laughs) rap. Come on, everybody. Don't need this crap. (laughs) Uh, Make the most of every day. Don't let hard times stand in your way. Give a wham, give a bam, but don't give a damn.
0: That's really good. Kind of incredibly inspirational. That's really,
1: really good. Now reach up high and touch your soul. The boys from Wham will help you reach that goal. Oh, nice. Which I think is nice. Um, Please listen to this song. If you do one thing for me (laughs) in your life, please listen to to this song. Um, Did
0: did George Michael write? Most of these songs, I have think?
1: no idea. I hope so. Yeah,
0: I think we. Can I imagine, imagine at least
1: that he did. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then before I uh, reveal my top Wham! song of all time, I would like to read just really quickly a few honorable mentions okay. that didn't quite make it to the list, but I do feel like I have to mention them. So, "The Edge of Heaven," "A Ray of Sunshine," "Nothing Looks the Same in the Light," "Club Tropicana," which is an iconic song, and I'm sorry that I didn't include it on the list, but it's just I like the other ones better. Um, As well as the two George Michael songs that are included on Wham! albums, Mm -hmm. but are credited to George Michael as Mm -hmm. opposed to Wham!, Um, those being Different Corner and, of course, Careless Whisper. And so now for my top Wham! song of all time. Any guesses? No. (laughs) That's fair enough. Um, It's I'm Your Man. Wow. Uh, Which I really, I don't know what I can say about this song other than I think it's a perfect song. Wow. Um, I think it's one of... Believe it or not, the greatest songs. High praise coming from you. That's ever been written. Yeah, um, and it's my favorite wham song. I think it's one of the best songs of all time. Um Yeah, so that's my wham ranking. That's awesome. We should make a um a Spotify playlist. I already have one. Yeah. Um and I am going to continue this ranking so that it includes every wham song. Uh-huh. Um, including all of the the remixes and all of the oh, different great. versions of songs. Great. I have a couple of instrumental versions that's of, some important. of songs.
0: Yeah, you gotta. I'm going. I'm going to do it all. Yeah.
1: So stay tuned.
0: Well, great way to kick things off. Thank you. My first list is actually also music related. Cool. Uh, This is my list of top ten country music guys. Okay. Um, Ooh. As the audience might know, we are in a country music class this semester, but I've been a country music fan um, for a while before that, and I love country music. I think it's the great genre of music. Um, And also, as you know, I love weird guys with interesting life stories, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes this list a great list. Okay. Uh, So coming in at number 10 is Tommy Duncan, a man a lot of you probably have never heard of. I've heard of him. uh, Except for Taylor. Yep. And he, is, he was the singer for Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. Tommy has a beautiful crooner's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine a great sense of humor for having worked with Bob Wills, who is higher up on this list. Um, number nine, controversial, perhaps, it's Elvis. Um, a lot of people maybe don't think of Elvis as a country musician, but that is how he got his start. He was a country boy, you know, living in Tennessee, mm-hmm. strumming his guitar. Um, I really like a lot of Elvis's... Early country rockabilly type songs. I think they're a lot of fun. I like to listen to them, but sometimes they're just a little too much for me. Okay. Which is why he's at the, towards the bottom of this list, which is still a list of guys that I like them all. Yeah. Number eight, Bob Wills of Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. I don't know if we've talked about Bob I don't Wills think we have. here yet, but he is really important to us. Yeah, uh, Bob Wills is something of a pioneer in the world of, of music, both in that his genre was Western swing, which I think he sort of founded, um, and in this sort of special special kind of thing that he does. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, Tommy Duncan was the singer for Bob Wills' band, but that wasn't going to stop Bob <laughs> Wills from, <laughs> um, you know getting a few words in here and there yeah words i guess you could say words uh and his delivery is is highly unique Um, it's sort
1: of a mickey mouse it does sound like a mickey mouse or like
0: when you're playing um mario on the Wii, and he gets stuck in the bubble yeah he says let me out of here (laughs) um bob wills is he sort of does that while tommy is singing so it'll be like yeah, Tommy. Yeah, and like just like that through just the whole like song. That. Yeah, and it's it's so bizarre, like life changing, but and it's incredible. so cool. Yeah. It's like I mean, why was he doing that? I don't know. I don't need to know. Yeah. um It was amazing. It's inspiring, life changing, all, all those other things. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's this far down on my list just means that all these so other a guys lot about the rest of the guys. I'm the really list. really yeah. passionate about number seven. Graham Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you were in class the day we did Graham Parsons. I don't think so, but I've heard a
1: bit about yeah. him from he Dan.
0: Was, he invented cosmic American music.
1: Yes, and was not was there for that. He was a <laughs>
0: major drug addict. Cool. He died, I think, when he was 26. Sad. He, there's this whole story about when he died, his friends like stole his body from the coroner's office hmm. to burn it like at Joshua Tree at West. Because he wanted to be cremated and they weren't going to let him. And they got in trouble for that. But you can just go visit that place where Graham Parsons was burned. Um, he's this far down because there's only really one song of his that I listen to. Uh, if there's, there's more, I probably would also like them. But I've only gotten into one so far. And that is The Return of the Grievous Angel, mm. which is a banger.
1: Number six. Hank Williams. Hank, the queen of country. No, that was Hank Thompson. That was Hank Thompson. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay.
0: Hank Williams, in a lot of ways, is the king of country music. Okay, yeah. He's the big guy, I would say. All all the guys who came after him were loving Hank, doing Hank songs. There's a great Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison does Hank Williams' album. Hank Williams just has a lot of great classic songs. Honky Tonkin'. Jambalaya, which I think is one of the great songs. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I remember yeah, listening to that really, one. Really it was fun. really good. Lost Highway, um, the one where he says he's going to th- buy it, a date book for five or ten cents mm-hmm. and throw the old one over the fence and he's going to wear it out because he's writing your name on every page. Wow. that's I did that all out of order, but it's fun anyway. Um, I like Hank. He, again, has another tragic death. He died in the back of some college student's car trying to get to a concert, uh, which is uh, not great. Very sad. sad, Really sad. Um, Great guy, though. Love him. Number five. Uh, this is, if I had made this list before I ever took the country music class, this person would be at the top of my list. Okay. Uh, it is, of course, Marty Robbins. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the reason that I love country music and the, the first country music musician that I really got into. Marty has a lot of these great sort of cowboy outlaw songs he and sure the does. most beautiful voice you've ever heard. Mm. This very, very unique style of singing, I suppose. Um, and it's always very dramatic. And he was also a race car driver, which you have to respect. But he, he wasn't was. very good at it. Yeah.
1: Please listen to Dog on Cowboy. Dog on Cowboy. Yep, yeah,
0: That's a really, really good one. The Master's Call is mm-hmm. about Jesus. And I really like that cool. one. Number four. We're getting up there. Yep. Buck Owens mm-hmm. um, from the Bakersfield Sound. I love Buck. Um, I like all his songs. They're funny and fun and happy, and, but also sad. He like, sings sad songs in a happy way, which I think is fun and cool he has a, had a really cool yellow suit uh and a guitar strap with his name on it. I love when they do that. I I want one of those. Um my favorite Buck song is probably Crying Time mm. or Act Naturally. Number 3, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh-huh. Uh he is someone who was in Elvis's era at Sun Records. Um and his songs are fine, but it's really about the personality for me with Jerry Lee. He was a cool guy to uh-huh. say the least. He uh did marry his 13 year old cousin sure sure um but that's really none of my business he liked to burn pianos on stage sometimes That's cool and he uh almost killed elvis one time because he drove to graceland cool. and he had a gun and wow. he was gonna shoot him okay um he didn't though he didn't and of all these guys jerry lee lewis is the only one who's still alive is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's like in his 90s and is apparently he still, he still
1: performs and married stuff. to his 13-year-old no, cousin. No, he's had so well, she would not be
0: 13 anymore. Third but... wife. Okay. And he's had f- four or five wives since then. Okay. But his wife now is so his 13-year-old cousin wife's name was Myra. Okay. And she had a brother and her brother married a woman and then they got divorced, but that woman is the one who's Jerry Lee Lewis's wife now. Very interesting. So that's his I don't know if there's a word for that. I'm sure there's she, a word for that. At one point it. was his cousin in law. Right. I suppose. But she's also his ex wife's brother's ex-wife. Right. Which cancels out and makes her his full wife. Um I love Jerry Lee Lewis. The movie Great Balls of Fire, starring Dennis Quaid and Winona Ryder, is one of the greatest movies of all time and I can't recommend it enough. All right. Number two. You're gonna be surprised by this one. Can I guess? Yes. Is it Johnny Cash? It's Johnny Cash uh-huh. coming in at second. As you all know, I love Johnny yeah. more than possibly anything in the world. I think he's he's one of the greats, and his attitude and his music and the music video we watched yesterday for his cover of "Hurt" by the Nine Inch Nails was profoundly disturbing. It did almost make um, you cry. In I the did. Of I class. was gonna cry in class about it. Yeah, but it was great, and I love Johnny. Gone too soon. A great, great man. Yeah
1: number one i bet I'm you have no to, idea i'm trying to guess is it someone i know
0: um i think you were not in class the day <laughs> we introduced this man but he has come up uh frequently since towns then. van zandt yes. okay yeah okay towns van Zant is a new friend of mine uh but i did the other night i was listening to different towns van Zant albums and i was on spotify and i was like doing i think some homework or something else but i was having to stop and like open spotify and like every song as it came up because i was like wow what an amazing song yeah i could have just liked the whole album but it was more satisfying to realize wow this is an amazing song and then have to go like it yeah Um, another one with a really tragic, tragic death. Um, he was an alcoholic for his whole life, especially after his parents sent him to do shock therapy to help him stop being an alcoholic. Sad. And he lost like all of his childhood memories. Cringe. That's bad. Um, and he had a, I think a pretty rough time after that. And then he, I think in the nineties fell and broke his hip and he had to go to the hospital and they were like, you cannot be drinking and taking all these pain medications in my hospital. Sure. And he was like, okay, I'm leaving then and he left and he like stayed on his friend's couch and he just died that's so
2: sad Um, which
0: is really really sad he had a really terrible sad life but his music is really beautiful and sad and nice and it makes me feel a lot of different feelings and i think it's good and i like almost all of his songs Wow, cool and so that is why he is my number one
1: and that's my list
0: of top 10 country music guys what a
1: great incredible list of guys my next list in a lot of ways is also a list of guys. Great. Um, and it's my top 10 Riverdale characters. Nice. Um, so here we go. I think this is going to be a pretty interesting experience for everyone involved. I'm really i really think excited. there's a lot of yeah. surprising things on here. I will be really interesting. So let's see. Uh, at number 10, we do have Dr. Curdle Jr., who is the mortician. Okay, someone I don't face. know. face. I think he's been in probably some of the episodes you've seen. What is his name? Dr. Curdle Jr. Curdle? Curdle. C-U-R-D-L-E? C-U-R-D-L-E. Okay. Yes. So he, his dad was the mortician in season one, who's probably the mortician you're familiar with, who's an older man. Yeah, his I don't Doctor remember a mortician. Oh, okay. Yes, Dr. I Kirtle see. was kind of a corrupt mortician in the sense okay. that um, Betty's mom would pay him money, and then he would let her inspect all of the bodies before they got sent to wherever it is they send bodies, uh-huh. um, because she's a journalist, and that way she could write. Oh, okay. Um, Articles about them, oh, I guess. Oh, I feel like I do. Which I is remember definitely that. legal and fine and okay yeah. for her to do, and definitely I forgot she was a journalist. Very germ- in- and <laughs> inspiring. In- in- integ, integ, in- in- te- She has a lot of journalistic integrity. integrity. So, um, but the thing I like about Doctor Curdle Jr. is one that he's just really funny. I like his mm-hmm. name. His name is Doctor Curdle Jr. Name. Incredible. The name. way that he per- <laughs> that he says like every line of dialogue is uh-huh. one of the his, the craziest and funniest things you've ever heard in your life. Um, and then one of my I, – I love I, – one of my favorite things about Dr. Curdle Jr. is just, like, if you thought his dad was corrupt, he's, mm-hmm. like, even worse. Nice. Because he will do anything uh-huh. if you give him money. Like, basically <laughs> – like, people will will go to him, you know, like Betty and Jughead. Yeah, Because they're sure. like the town's leading right. detectives. Yeah. They'll go to him and they'll be like, Dr. Curdle Jr., like, can we check – can we look at the death um, papers for this person? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah sh- sure. sure. Why not? Um, and then they'll be like, Dr. Curdle Jr., like – why is this this isn't what actually happened is it and he's like no they paid me money and i just lied on oh the death God. papers and he's like if you pay me more money i'll lie again um cool. and he does that all the time nice um and it's really 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 very funny um and i have a lot of respect for him i think he's fun they did a fun musical episode in um, season five where uh, Josie and the pussycats like uh-huh. that, their band returned and they did a performance and it was revealed that dr curdle jr is a huge Josie and the pussycats fan um, and he had uh, Josie and the Pussycats t-shirt on.
0: Wow. Did you see the big news, by the way, about the next musical Riverdale episode? That it's going
1: to be Angels in America? I saw... That's not a musical, actually. No. They're doing an Angels in America episode, though. That, that includes time travel. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> That's
0: not what I was talking okay. about. Um, but I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, no, I saw they were going to do the American Psycho musical. Are they
1: fucking really? That's
0: I saw on Playbill on
1: Facebook that...
0: Um, um roberto yeah <laughs> he was gonna do the american psycho musical which that's apparently so exists
1: a couple things about that first of all the american psycho book was written by brett easton ellis oh wow yeah so that's wow. that's interesting second of all i'm pretty sure roberto aguirre sacasa wrote the american psycho musical oh okay i'm pretty sure he wrote that cool um that's so interesting back to the angels in america thing. yeah no they're doing that I don't think not this week's episode, but I believe the next week's episode.
0: Sure. That sounds um Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and it does include time travel. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. I love Angels in America and I love Riverdale. Really, really, really really, really awesome. Really
1: really excited. Um I think they should get probably Andrew Garfield to guest star because he is a Riverdale fan. Is he? Yes.
0: That's so cool. He and
1: Timmy, little Timmy Chalamet are both um admitted Riverdale fans that's They've admitted so amazing it. anyway <laughs> okay so yeah that's number 10 talk to Colonel Jr in ninth place we do have Hal Cooper Betty's serial killer dad right. I uh-huh. think he's hysterical sure. I think he's so funny um I hope that he is revealed to be there's a new serial killer this season oh and yeah I'm hoping it's just gonna I be hope him comes again because yeah, be I miss awesome. him and I think he's awesome um number eight we do have Hiram mm-hmm. big Hiram fan nice yeah um I miss him I hope he comes back number seven we do have Archie Coming in at number seven. Coming in at number seven, which I think is a controversial placement. I do love Archie, but the problem with Riverdale is that I love so many of right. them. So it's hard. It was, so hard. Many. It was yeah. hard for me. That's fair. Archie, I think, would be higher if a lot of his plots are annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah. His season four plot is so stupid and so boring, and it makes me so angry because season four is my favorite season. And his stupid "I'm going to build a community center" yeah, plot what kind I saw of ruins of that a lot did for not me. Appeal to me. It's so boring and yeah. it's awful, and I hate it. But I do love him. He's a sweet little guy. Yeah, he just wants to his help best. his friends. Yep. He's doing his best. He is a musician. He has been through so much. He's been attacked he's by been a bear. A lot. Yeah. He's you got attacked by a freaking bear. He, he's been through so many things, and he will be through more things. Yeah. and he poor is poor guy. In every conceivable way, the Jesus Christ of television. <laughs> um, so that's Archie. In number number six, we do have Reggie. Wow, Reggie. nice Reggie. Um, I love Reggie. In a lot of ways, he's similar to Archie, but I like him better because he's mean. Yes, and I like Important that about him. Friends. And he's funny. Number five, right in the middle, we got Jughead. Nice. Good we place for him. Yeah. I, I, interesting fact about me is for a while, I was like a self-proclaimed Jughead hater. Uh-huh. Um, I, okay. kind of, I hated him yeah. for a while. I thought he was annoying. And then I realized that's kind of the whole point of him is that he's right. weird and he's annoying right. and he's dumb yeah. and awkward and cringy and pretentious and irritating. Right. Um, and now I love all those things about him deeply. And- like, say what you want about Jughead and how annoying and weird he is. Like, he is inarguably one of the most iconic characters, I think, of all time. He certainly
0: is. I mean, the hat. He's alone. fucking Jughead. Yeah. Yeah. You he's, can't. He's awesome. You I'm.
1: Cannot argue yeah. that he's so important he's to really, our culture. I mean, he is Riverdale. Our world. He, in a lot of ways, really yeah. is Riverdale. So, Jughead. Um, number four, I have Chick. Um, okay. Who. Yeah, maybe not as iconic as Jughead in a lot yeah, of ways, but in my personal in your, life, he's yeah. incredibly okay. important Fair to enough. me. Um, you've only seen him in one episode, yeah. but there's more of him to be seen, and it's all delightful. And Good. he's an incredible character, and I love him. Um, and right above him, we do have Charles, his counterpart, okay. Charles. Um, again, not much I can say about him without spoiling yeah. things. But I'm a Charles fan, though. he's incredible. Um, he's one of the greatest characters on the show, and probably uh, in all of television. Yeah, sure. Number two unsurprisingly we have brett nice um, i yep. spoke a bit about brett on the last episode of riverdale roulette we did he's one of my favorite characters of all time i think he's incredible and amazing and i love him so much and i miss him terribly <laughs> that's like my number one hope for every new season of riverdale every new episode that airs i'm like please maybe put brett, brett in here back. somehow yeah. um, and everyone says they're not going to do that <laughs> and i said maybe they will maybe it's just a, a trick Maybe. Maybe Brett will come back. Yeah. And I'm waiting. I've had dreams before where <laughs> Brett has returned to Riverdale. I'm not it's kidding. fine. It's um, not a big deal. And then number one is Betty. Yeah. It's of course. Not surprising. Everyone no. could have probably seen that coming. I love Betty. Betty's my best friend and I love her so much. Awesome. Yeah
0: great list. Thank you. My next list is something of a unique, uh, list, but it is one that anyone who knows me, I don't think will be surprised by. Okay. It's my top 10 tweets (laughs) that I've ever tweeted. Exciting. And that's not ever, that's since I deleted Twitter, deleted all my old tweets, and then got a new one about a year ago. So this, these are the top 10 tweets of the last year. Okay. They're, I'm sort of ranking them on a scale of multiple factors, which I've identified as trueness. Funniness, mm-hmm. amount of um, voice, okay, like where it, you'd hear it and you'd be like, yep, that's Fiona. Okay, okay. And then also their uh, formal literary qualities. Okay. So coming in at number 10 is, uh, this was when I was really into Phantom of the Opera. It's a two-parter and it says, if Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote Phantom today, Carlotta would be a TikTok star and the lyrics in Prima Donna would go, think of your views and of the news published online. Mm-hmm. Next tweet. At official ALW. If you ever work on a TikTok-themed reboot of Phantom, something which I do not think is entirely outside of the realm of possibility, please consider employing me as a lyricist. Yeah. This is more effective if you know the song Prima Donna from Phantom of the Opera really well because it does, it scans with the lyrics, it fits, um, and Carlotta would be the kind of character to be a TikTok star. Okay. This tweet got one like, so needless to say it was a hit, mm-hmm. and all everyone... Uh, And my audience appreciated it and thought it was as funny as I did. Cool. Number nine. This is when I was taking my terrible women's studies class. Um, And there are a lot of tweets on my Twitter that are just, I can't believe I'm in women's studies. I want to kill myself. This sucks. I can't. I don't want to sit in this class anymore because I just tweet during class. because There's nothing else to do. Right. But this one says, they need to make a sitcom about me being in this women's studies class. Professor today said he thinks there should be a Grammy for Best Song Addressing Rape Culture. And then I accidentally became a founding member of a club I don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this tweet is mostly funny because of the anecdote it's describing. Yeah, that's absurd. Um, It's really absurd. I think Best Song (laughs) Addressing Rape Culture is one of the funniest things I've ever heard (laughs) in my life. Um, And I did, I really truly did found a club with a, a... several people in that class and i didn't mean to okay and then they put me on the list of founding members cool
1: what was the club um
0: women in action okay um, Cool. which is fine i guess it's not really my business it's not really uh the kind of club i'm want to join no uh, i respect women of course sure uh but i don't really need a club for that no um so this tweet is funny because of the story but i think as a tweet there's nothing special about it it's really more about the content okay sure number eight this is one of my sort of uh, stand-up comedy-inspired tweets that okay. I like to do occasionally where I imagine that I have, you know, a stand-up show and I'm doing some comedy. Yeah. And this says, Not many people know that Francis Ford Coppola put his name into the title of every movie he ever made. And then here's the list of examples of that. Okay. <laughs> Francis Ford, A coppola Lips Now. Uh-huh. A Coppola-Ips Now. Gotcha. The Coppola-versation. Okay. Bram Stoker's Dracopola. And, of course, The Godfather. Uh Um, So this one's funny for obvious reasons because it's true. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's more factual than funny. I think I could have worked a little harder on some of these. Uh, For example, The Godfather. Yeah, maybe that one. Um, I do think it's true and funny. This got zero likes. That's so sad. Um, (laughs) So I I guess it wasn't a hit with my audience. Number seven. This one is, is less of a joke and more of just a fact. Okay. Uh, it says, the three main scourges of modern life. One, too many options in grocery store. True. Two, internet. Three, movie stars getting too tall. Mm-hmm. These are all things that are objectively true. Yeah. I think what's nice about this tweet is my use of the word scourges. Scourges. You don't hear that a lot. It's good. I think this sort of expresses, like, this is something of a manifesto for me. These are my three main opinions. Yeah. In life, internet bad, movie stars too tall. Too many options in a grocery that's store. That's so
1: true. Um, I don't know when the last time you tried to buy toothpaste at a grocery store is. Um, every single time it's I, ridiculous. Almost cry. We need
0: one kind of each thing.
1: Yeah, I agree completely.
0: It's you go you go down the chip aisle and there's thousands of chips. Too many and chips. And it's like, well, I just want one that's plain. One that has a fun flavor, and one that comes in a can. Yeah. Is that so much to ask? Yeah. So that's a good tweet. It's a true yeah, tweet. Yeah, I agree with that tweet. It's, it reminds me of myself, because these are my opinions, but it's not, I mean, it's not really a joke. It's not really funny or anything. It's okay. Number six. This, do you know, have I talked to you about the Big Bopper?
1: I want to say yes, because it sounds familiar, but I do not know Yeah, what the it Big is.
0: Bopper was in the plane with Buddy Holly that crashed on the day the music died. Um, You know, like the song about the day the music died? Uh-huh. Big Bopper was one of the other musicians in The Plane with Buddy Holly and and Richie Valens. But he had a lot of these sort of gimmick songs. He had a funny voice Mm -hmm. um, and funny songs. But his most famous song is Chantilly Lace. uh, And he he goes, hello, baby, Uh a lot in the song. And so this says, do you guys think it would be funny if the first thing the Big Bopper said to his daughter, Deborah, when she was born was, hello, baby, in the Big Bopper voice?
1: I think it would be funny. I
0: think it would be funny. No one who followed me
1: did. Another
0: zero likes. (laughs) It's
1: just such a shame. Um, I think perhaps maybe the issue is I don't (coughs) know that many people know who the Big is. Right. A lot of people,
0: it's sort of niche. It's um, a little niche. And you do have to appeal to your audience sometimes. Yeah. Number five. This one is actually more of a visual... Tweet, I suppose. Cool. Uh, You know the Drake meme where he's doing, he's doing like, no, and then yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I sort of did a a remix of that where it's Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men, who's the guy with the weird haircut. Yep. And in the first one, he's making his normal face. And then he has this famous crazy face that he makes where he goes... And he sort of has a funny eyebrow thing with- that he does with his mouth.
2: Okay, yeah, and I And so see that. next
0: to the first picture where he's looking normal, I said, weird-looking guy. And then in the other one where he's doing a funny face, I said, weird-looking guy, but now he's making a silly face. Wow, that's very kind of meta. Yeah, so I think this is funny commentary on, you know, the classic Drake meme, meme format. Meme culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a big phase of doing replies to, like, Hillary Clinton of Anton Sugar um with just like a threatening kind of aura about him because he is a serial killer. Oh, okay. Um so I thought it was funny to reply to Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton with pictures like that for no reason, really. Yeah, sure. Number 4. Um this one says, "If I was a short rotund man, I would have the power to become the next Alfred Hitchcock." Parentheses, (Bossy, controlling, obsessive artistic genius, love walking around in weird ways, fan of movies, etc.) Mm-hmm. This is a classic. Um it's true. It's, it acknowledges some of my uh, less good traits, such as being bossy, and, but also my good traits, such as walking around in weird ways and being a fan of movies, uh, which are things I share with Alfred Hitchcock, who I think is cool. I like that I have some parentheses in there. Oh, yeah. And I always love to use et cetera in tweets. I, one of the
1: greatest. I, it's I really love powerful. to say et cetera.
0: Number three. Uh, this is when I was watching True Detective, starring Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, for the first time, and I watched it right after I watched the show um, Mayor of East Town, starring Kate Winslet. Okay. Uh, and she vapes a lot in that show. Interesting. She's sort of like grungy, and she does a lot of vaping. And I just I thought it was really funny that she was vaping. Um, but there's a scene in True Detective where they go to the honky tonk. Huge. And Matthew McConaughey dances at the honky tonk, and it was like seeing that for me was like life changing. So this tweet just says Matthew McConaughey dancing at the honky-tonk in True Detective. And then it's a picture of Kate Winslet vaping Mm -hmm. in Mayor of Easttown because to me that picture is how I felt. I can't describe the feeling I felt with words, but I can describe it with a picture and that's the picture. Okay, understood. I would use to describe it. This isn't like objectively a great tweet, but it is, it feels so true in my heart that it had to be up here. And I also, I spelled Matthew McConaughey right, which I don't always do. Okay. It's a hard one to spell. Proud of you. Good job. Number two, this one just says Netflix should have a skip show button for those of us who just like to see the theme song. Love that. This is something I think is true. I think one of the great things about Twitter is you can tweet out your ideas, and maybe someone will see them and and make it happen, enact yeah. them. I think that the skip intro button is one of the worst things ever invented by humankind uh-huh. if you're skipping the intro why are you even watching the show sure the intro okay. is the most important part uh, but sometimes like i did i watched the whole first season of game of thrones and i didn't like it but i loved the theme song so much that when i got to the end of the episode and it would like autoplay to the next one and the theme song came out and be like wow this is so good i have to watch yeah but i would have had more fun if i could have just skipped the show and just watched the theme song And just watched the theme song okay. so i do think they should invent that this tweet is good because it's short to the point funny relatable all those good things and my number one tweet Your number of one the tweet. past year uh, is reflects some themes from the earlier list, and it says, Reading the Jerry Lee Lewis Wikipedia page for me is what reading the Alexander Hamilton book was for that other guy. Paradigmatic shift and so forth. This is a good tweet for a lot of reasons. Okay. One, it represents a lot of things about me. I love reading Wikipedia pages mm-hmm. about interesting guys. I love Jerry Lee Lewis. I am a recovered Hamilton fan, so I do unfortunately know a lot about it, and I know a lot about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Which is embarrassing, but it's good to acknowledge your weaknesses and it's your, true. you know, the things you've been through that have made you the person you are today. I used to be a supernatural fan. Right. We all have
1: dark I think pasts. that makes us equal. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm a recovered Hamilton fan with a history of online antagonism against the Lin-Manuel Miranda community. Yep. I think this tweet, you know, it's it's honest about who I am. I like how I said that other guy instead of saying Lin-Manuel Miranda, because yep. I don't like to write out his name. And everyone knows what I meant You yeah. say Alexander Hamilton and how that guy read that book. Everyone knows what you're talking about. It's, of course, an act Accurate representation of what I was going through because when he read that book he you know had his idea for the thing that would make him famous and for me reading the Jerry Lee Lewis Wikipedia page was um awesome and really interesting and i do feel that it changed my life and then i also like that i use the word paradigmatic yeah in here because uh, that's a special word because when you say paradigm you don't get to say the g but when you say paradigmatic you do and then also it ends in and so forth which i consider to be one of my classic phrases um so all around i think that's a really great tweet about me tells you tells my audience a lot about me is the truth and uh it's just an all-around good tweet
1: yeah, how many likes did that one
0: get none oh okay
1: kind of an interest a good a good transition here because i'm now also going to go over a list of things that i've written which is a list of uh, things i found in my notes app oh, yesterday good. while going through my notes app that's perfect so first of all in 10th place we have this one which i unfortunately edited the note before i checked the date oh, so okay. i can't see the date but it it was something of like a long time ago mm-hmm. probably 2015 2016 okay. when i made this note and it is simply just A list of episodes of, I guess, a TV show, but there's no explanation of what the TV show is. So this note just says episode 12, episode 19, episode 25, episode 55, episode 67, and episode 68. Okay. Um, Now, I don't know what I was referring to here, so this note is incredibly useless to me. Yeah, it's really interesting, though. But I will keep it forever yeah. because it's funny. Who knows? And I like it. And maybe someday I'll remember. You should
0: calculate those numbers and see if they add up to, like,
1: Obama or oh, anything. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I definitely should do that. I'll do that later. Number nine, we have this list where um, I was going through a uh, Pokemon, the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, sort of marathon yeah. where I was trying to watch every episode of the Pokemon TV show. We've and I did not make it there. quite far. And this is my list where I was keeping track of all the most important ones. The oh, ones nice. that changed my life the most. Nice. <laughs> it's There's a lot of different sort of, it's very um, detailed in the sense that I've I have different categories Mm. for like episodes that are essential to watch and then I have like bonus episodes that are also good (laughs) but not essential and then there's various other categories and it does go on for quite some time in case anyone is wondering my most important favorite episodes of the Pokemon uh, TV series are um, Holy Matrimony and The Ultimate Test Interesting. So in case you're cool. um curious, please watch those. My
0: favorite one is when Charmander's in the rain and Ash has Such to save a sad him. episode. So sad and yeah. bad.
1: I also like every single episode that has Gary in it because yeah. Gary is my favorite character of all time. Fun yeah, fact I'm a he's Gary head. So important to me. He is literally my my best friend and he in a lot of ways is just me. Like that's kind of how I see myself. When I picture myself in yeah, sure. my head, I just see Gary yeah. from the Pokemon that's, TV show. That's good. Um, number eight is a, a note where I have been, um, writing down ideas for what I would call a Riverdale podcast if I had oh, one, which great. in a lot of ways yeah. I do, but yeah, if I had an, an exclusively now. a Riverdale yeah. podcast and there's only two on here and I don't even know if I want to say them because I don't want anyone to steal them. Yeah. Better not. So I don't think I'm going okay. to, but I promise you they're really good. <laughs> number, what am I on? Was that seven or eight? That was eight. This is seven. Um, this one is an, a visual one, um, where it's a drawing of a man and he has a cowboy hat and he's tipping his cowboy okay. hat okay and above it it does say Cowboys, but it's um cowboys with a K and the K is backwards. And you drew this? And I drew this. I think it was maybe I was driving and I saw like this was the name of like an establishment oh. and it like and it had maybe this little man as its logo. Can I see the little yeah. man? I'll post him on Instagram for you to see. I love it. Um I think I maybe saw a sign with that on it and I was like, I have to draw this so I remember it forever. That's so funny. Yeah, and I have it. And the note is titled Yow Boys instead of Cowboys. <laughs> I think that was an accident, but it's funny. Number six is just where I've written down like half of the first verse of One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. I've just written down from memory every word of the first verse. That's one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah, sure. Um, And I really do mean that. Um, I have every word of that song memorized and it's one of my, I think one of the most impressive things about myself. Um, Next, I don't know what number I'm on. Five, maybe? I don't know. Um, this is uh, a note I made when I was rewatching Riverdale on one of my various rewatches of Riverdale. uh, And it's just, I noticed that FP never calls Archie by his name. He always calls him red or boy or something like that. And so I made a list of every time that he actually called him like Archie. Um, and this note does, I don't remember how far I made it in the show, but there are only three tally marks on it. Um, um, next, (laughs) I want to say this is maybe fourth or maybe third. I think four. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, I've only have nine <laughs> screenshotted. That's too bad. So we're gonna for okay. all intents and purposes this is number three. Okay. Um this is I um occasionally I'll go through phases where I get really, really, really like obsessively invested in um the mobile app pocket frogs oh yeah sure um and this was one of those times and this is my list of every single habitat that you can use in pocket <laughs> frogs so you can change the background Aww. of your um, <laughs> your frogs little houses to look like different things and i made a list of all the ones that cool. i wanted to try to find cool. um again a lot of categories here <laughs> and a lot of it's very detailed next number two i really like this one The the note is titled Pet Names. Okay. So I guess we're always coming up with names that I would name a pet if I had one to name. Um, There's only one entry on this list, and it is Applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I think is a really (laughs) great name for a pet of any kind. I mean,
0: after you thought of that one, you didn't need to do any more. I was like, well, I'll just,
1: yeah. I've already decided it's going to be Applesauce. (laughs) Yeah. And I think probably if I get a pet, I will name it Applesauce. Um, and then, my number one note that I found in my notes app yesterday while going through my notes app yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> was this one that I wrote in 2017. Um, and this is a joke that I came up with all okay. on my own. Okay. I came up with this joke on my own. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. What do you call a horse and a bee who live next to each other?
0: I, I have something of an idea, but I'd like to hear you say it.
1: <laughs> Nay, buzz. <laughs> Yep. You get it? (laughs) That's pretty good. like Neighbors. Yeah. But Neigh and Buzz because it's a horse and a bee.
0: (gasps) That's so good. I'm really, I'm excited for your future in comedy. Thank you. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So those are the top 10, for sure, definitely there were were 10 things things. that I found in my notes app yesterday while going through it. All
0: right. My third list is, oh, this is a a classic one. This will be pretty quick. Okay. My favorite short actors. Oh, cool. And this is based on how much I like them, but also how awesome it is that they're short. Okay. Um, and then the the important the important rule here is that they can't have being short be their whole thing. So right. no Kevin Hart, no Danny DeVito, okay, etc. Um, so number ten is Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> who was five three. Um, and I'm not a particular fan of his work. I we I have had to watch a lot of clips in, of him in my film classes. Yeah. He seems. Have you ever seen the one where he's doing the dance with the buns? I don't know. He does like a little, he puts forks Maybe. in his buns and he makes his like bread rolls and he makes them do a little dance. Yeah, it
1: doesn't ring a
2: bell. Um,
0: and I enjoy that. So, and he's 5'3". He's the shortest person on this list. Okay. Um, number nine, Joe Pesci. Okay. Love his work in Home Alone. He's 5'4". Okay. He's also in Goodfellas. So far, both these men are shorter than I am. Yeah, right? Um, number eight, Martin Freeman. Okay, uh, five six. He's taller than me. Actually, I think that's my think, exact height. Yeah. I think I'm five six. And Martin Freeman is great in Hobbit. He in in live action Hobbit. He's a great Bilbo. Yep. Um, other problems with that movie certainly exist, but he's he's good uh, for the role, and I respect him. Okay. Number seven, Elijah Wood, mm-hmm. another Hobbit. Um, he does an amazing job as Frodo. He's awesome. He's five six. Mm-hmm. Number six. This one I think might blow your mind because okay. this is someone I just found out was this short yesterday okay killian murphy oh my god is 5 7 holy shit yeah no that's way. right um because we were looking at a picture of him in a new movie he's in and i was like he looks a little short uh-huh. and i had to google it he's 5 7 wow. and folks we love to hear it number five josh hutcherson
1: Oh, okay. Pita
0: Moark. He is 5'5. Five five, wow, that's uh, shorter which than is I am. Awesome. That's cr- awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I saw a really cool picture of him with um, Liam Hemsworth. Uh, and Liam, Hem- Liam Hemsworth, of course, is like six something. And yeah. uh, Josh looked so short. It was very, very nice. I
1: love when a small little guy is next to a really big guy. And they're guy. hugging, and it's like, oh my God, yeah, what's going on amazing. here? they are two, stuff. two
0: different heights. Um, number four is becoming a regular mention on this podcast. It's Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is five seven. I never. I mean, I never even really knew who Tom Cruise was until, like, I feel like a year ago. That's like, so interesting. I knew he existed. I knew he was a guy who was out there, but I'd never like. I didn't know what he looked like. Okay, I think.
1: hang on now. Tom Cruise is in Minority Report yes. with our friend Colin Farrell. Yeah, right. Colin Farrell is five ten. Yeah. And he doesn't look taller than Tom Cruise in that movie. And there are many scenes where they are standing quite close to each other. There's certainly something. The scene where they're like in the elevator. Yeah. They're like right next to each other. There's
0: certainly some movie magic going on. I don't know about that. Um, Some kind of
1: shoes with lifts in them. Yeah. That's quite interesting.
0: But I I do think it's cool that Tom Cruise is like the action hero of our time. Yeah. And he's a short little guy. Yeah.
1: And also a Scientologist. And also
0: a Scientologist. Number three. We're getting up there, folks. Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. 5'6". hmm Incredible height for one of the greatest actors of his generation to yep. be. Just, you love to see it. Uh, love him in The Godfather. Sure. Love him in Dog Day Afternoon.
1: Gotta watch that one still. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, you would really like that. Yeah.
0: Um, number two, Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Coming in at 5'6". Uh, I love Dustin Hoffman. He is so small. Because some of these guys are short, but, like, looking at them, you maybe wouldn't tell because... Of of the way they're proportioned, yeah. but like Dustin Hoffman, he's so little. He's little. He's just a little guy, um, and of course he's in Rain Man with Tom Cruise, which is fun because they're basically the same height, and right. so you can't tell that either of them is short, except for how small they both look. Right. Um, I really like Dustin Hoffman. I think he has a great face. He's in a Woody Harrelson movie. Um, and I respect him. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number one is perhaps a wild card. It's Richard Dreyfus. Oh. From Jaws. Okay. Richard Dreyfus is 5'5. Five five, okay. Um, which, of course, is a great height. Um, I love Jaws. And in Jaws, Richard Dreyfus wears this incredible denim on denim ensemble. Sure. Of these really great jeans, denim jacket, sweatshirt, and his funny little hat that he wears and his little gold glasses. Something of a fashion icon for me. I just, I think it's awesome that he's short. I think it's cool. I respect him a lot more than I would otherwise for being 5'5". Five five. Yeah. He's just my favorite short actor for in the way that he's short. Yeah, that's about all I have to say. Cool. That was
1: an incredible, incredible list. Yeah. Oh,
0: and I do have to say, someone who will re- remain nameless, nameless, the other day tried to tell me that the average height for men in the world was five six mm. which if that were true a lot of some of the guys on my list who are five six and five seven wouldn't be counted as short but I googled that again and the average height for a man is as I thought five nine yeah uh, so I would say five seven and below is yeah
1: because I'm five six and I'm right. not the yeah, average yeah, height he, for I don't know a what man. he was on <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm just I'm just simply yeah not all right wow really makes you think
0: it makes you think um where have all the short movie stars gone yeah. Among
1: other things yeah All right, so my next uh, ranking of 10 things is top 10 Riverdale songs ranked in order of how many times I've personally listened to them according to my last FM profile page. I'm really excited for this one. So let's begin. So uh, first of all, I do have kind of another honorable mention because Mm. this one... I think should be on the list because I like it more than some of the other songs Fair on enough. here. I guess maybe I just haven't listened to it as many times. Mm-hmm. Just I, I don't I don't know. I just I don't have an answer. But I do wish it were on the list so I'm going to mention it and that is Daddy Lessons. <laughs> their version of the Beyonce song. <laughs> One thing about every single song on this list is that I think they're all better than the original version. yeah, that's usually how it works. Um every kind of single thing. one of these songs For is sure. better than the original version yep. of the song. And I will not simple. I will not be convinced otherwise, no matter how hard you yeah, try. So cares? don't even try. Um, people have tried, and it won't work. Number ten is "I Am the One," which is from the Next to Normal musical episode. Oh wow! Okay. Didn't know any of those songs before because yeah. I've never seen Next to Normal and I didn't really know anything about it. But it's a great song. I only know
0: the one where they say "psychopharmacologist."
1: Yes, they didn't that's a do pretty that long one. word. They, yeah, they, they, they didn't do the that one in the episode, but they did do "I Am the One." Nice. Um, it's great. I think Lily Reinhardt, who is the girl who plays Lily, genuinely has like, a beautiful, beautiful singing voice. I um, just want to point out she's the one who plays Betty. She's the one who plays... Not I say? Lily. Did I say Lily? Yeah. That's her human name. Roll the tape. real life human... Sorry. <laughs> she plays Betty. Yes. And she has a wonderful singing voice. That's cool. And I love her dearly. And anytime she sings on the show, it makes me happy. Number nine is Sugar Daddy <laughs> from the Hedwig and the Angry oh, Inch wow. musical episode, which I guess I'll just come out and say it is my favorite episode of the entire show. Wow. Yes. That's it, incredible. It is amazing. Who it, sings that song? In the Cheryl show? and Tony. Cool. Yes. It's really fun. Next, number eight, another song from the Hedwig musical episode. You will notice that is going to become a theme uh-huh. throughout the rest of this episode <laughs> is The Origin of Love. Uh-huh. Genuinely really good. Just really really good. Again, better than the original version of the song. I like when, um I like when Jughead says, but Zeus said no. <laughs> does he sing? He sings. Does Jughead sing? He does sing, yeah, he does sing. That makes me so nervous. Um yeah, it's really <laughs> in um the first musical episode that they did, like in season two, Cole Sprouse said, I won't sing and I will never <laughs> sing on this show, but then by the next season he was singing. <laughs> Uh, And he's terrible. And it's amazing. It's funny because when he actually tries, he's actually okay. But usually Uh he doesn't try. And he just sort of like talk sings. Um, And that's how you get things like, and Zeus said no. (laughs) Which is really fun. Uh, Okay, next in, I believe, seventh place is another song from the Hedwig uh, (laughs) musical episode, which is Midnight Radio. And for those of you who aren't Riverdale heads, you may know this song. Because it's the one where they say, "Here's to, Mm. um, here's to, uh, how do they? Here's to Ronnie and Archie and Betty and Jughead." That might not be the (laughs) correct order they say it in, but that's the one where they say that. That's awesome. Which a lot of people like to make fun of, but I think think it's it's cool, beautiful, I think it's nice and true. Yeah. Next is "In" from the Carrie musical Mm. episode. Just a really fun song. I like when Archie. sings in his car and he sounds really good. Um, I like when he says all this friggin' crap just gets in the way. I like I like all of it. Next, in fifth place we have Exquisite Corpse, also from the Headwig musical episode. This one is uh, incredible. Like genuinely incredible. This is another one where Jughead sings and he sounds so awesome in it. Not a lot I can say about it. It's just great. Um, next, we have also from the Hed- Hedwig musical episode, Wicked Little Town, which is the name of the episode. Oh. This one's really nice. It's the opening song, and like everybody sings in it. Oh, like, that's fun. You get, like, it's just everybody. Like, I love that. Even the parents. I love a group number. <laughs> it's a group number, and it's beautiful, and it just sounds really, really, really nice. Um, and then we have Candy Store from the oh, Heather's musical a episode.
0: classic song. And
1: I've gotten a lot of shit for this, but I do think this is better than the original.
0: Probably, um, Yeah.
1: My friend Oliver, you know who you are, mostly because I just said your name, <laughs> likes to argue with me and say that the original is better, and to that I say, you're wrong, sir. The Riverdale version is literally better. Who
0: sings it in Riverdale?
1: So it's Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, and Tony. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's so good, and the in the episode, they're all wearing, like, incredible little, like, plaid outfits. That's awesome. as You know, they the do Heathers, in, like, the Heathers yeah. movie. So it's really good. That's great. And then in second place, we have Tear Me Down from also the Headway musical. And this is a gay Kevin number. <gasps> this is almost oh a gay Kevin exclusive. Oh There's God. backup vocals done by Fangs and Tony and Sweet wow. Pea. Oh, my God. But it is almost exclusively a gay Kevin number. That sounds so awesome. Um, and it's jaw-dropping. I, the I entire, mean, I haven't even heard it, and my jaw is dropped. Yeah, the entire sequence, um, I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah. the way that he's dressed, the context of it is amazing. That's um, awesome. It's it's just incredible. There's a really fun um, interlude part that's not in the episode, but it's in the song. Mm-hmm. That's another thing about. A lot of people like to shit on the Riverdale songs because they only know the versions that are in the episodes. Uh-huh. But if you listen to like the full versions oh, on Spotify, more? they're way better. That's they cool. have the whole song that's in there. That's fun. So yeah, Fangs has a, a fun little like interlude <laughs> part where he's just sort of talking that isn't in the episode, um, and it's it's very fun. And then number one is. From the Next to Normal musical episode, uh, Just Another Day. And this episode came out in October of last year. Uh So as the song also came out in October of last Mm -hmm. year. And in the last (laughs) four months of the year, this song did shoot up to be my number one most listened to song of the entire year. It was my top song on Spotify wrapped. Well done. Um, And it has actually since become my number one most listened to song of all time. (laughs) That's incredible. If you go on, so on Last.fm, if you go to an artist's page, uh-huh. it will tell you like, here are some users who listen to this artist are a lot. Are you on there? I'm on there. <gasps> I'm kidding I'm on the official Riverdale cast page. That's Wait, so I'm cool. On, on Last.fm, if you scroll down to where the users are, there I am. <gasps> and it says, listens to Just Another Day a lot. Uh, um, and that's wow. true. I do listen to it a lot. I'm... I think the third or perhaps second person who shows up on that list because of the sheer amount of times I've listened to the song, which is 155 times I've listened to the song, which doesn't really seem like that many times. Yeah, but for me, that's a lot of times. Yeah, that's and considering that this did come out like in October, like six months ago, seven months ago, pretty good. Pretty good.
0: I think my um, last year, my. Spotify-wrapped number one song was Crying by Roy Orbison. Sure. And I had 300 times.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's pretty impressive.
0: That's, that was a really good list. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing Thank you. some of these famous They're episodes. genuinely
1: uh, incredible. The Riverdale cast does clock in. And I think my either third or fourth most <laughs> listened to artist of all time. So
0: Pretty impressive. Yeah. All right. My fourth list.
1: Yeah. We're is, still going.
0: Uh, my top 10 Woody Harrelson roles. Okay. Slash performances. So not based on how much I like the movie, although it, it is pretty correlated. Um, so number 10 is his role in Natural Born Killers, which is Mickey Knox. Okay. Uh, he is a serial killer in this movie. Cool. I, I consider this essential Woody watching. Uh, he was a young man in this, and he shaves his head during the movie. That's cool. Which I see cool. as kind of a precursor to uh, the bald Woody Harrelson that we know and love today, because yeah. he begins the movie with long hair. Um, he wears some really cool red sunglasses. Cool. And this sort of tank top that is like fishnet. Um, it's red, oh, like cool. fishnet tights but it's a tank top very cool um yeah and that's pretty awesome um number nine is woody's role in a movie called north country which i think not many people have heard of he plays a fellow called bill white who is just sort of a kindly lawyer who helps the main character uh she's trying to form a union and bill helps her out which is the the right thing to do and he's a cool guy Number 8 another not very well known Woody movie Trans-Siberian. Okay. Uh he plays a man named Roy who wears little wire-framed glasses which mm-hmm. of course I respect. Is that the picture you sent me that no, one time? No, that one that was a different one up. Okay. Uh and in this movie he's he and his wife are riding the Trans-Siberian railroad like across Russia and um they they run into some bad characters, some bad actors and um do get like brutalized i think woody dies at the end i don't remember did they see mark in russia they didn't see mark i think mark might not have even have been born at this point yeah number seven now you see me the magician and now you see me uh uh, whose name apparently is Merritt mckinney sure which i didn't know this is, I mean, this is another classic. You gotta see it. Woody Roll. He's a magician. He wears that stupid little straw hat. He does
1: magic tricks. Have you ever seen him without that stupid yeah. little straw hat? In what fact. more is
0: there to say? Number six, Indecent Proposal. This is another Woody Harrelson wearing glasses movie. This is the picture I sent to you. Okay. I think this is the first time I saw Woody Harrelson in little wire-framed gold glasses, and it did sort of change my life. He also has some nice hair in this movie. i don't, not a huge fan of this movie. I don't like the whole... Uh, story. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's I really like when Woody is these sort of soft, nice guy with glasses character. Beautiful. Number five, Big Boy. Big In boy. The high low country. Big boy is a cowboy. Cool. Um who tragically gets murdered by his brother. One of the most classic things that can happen to a cowboy. We yeah, a Cain and Abel situation. Yep. This is Woody's best. He plays a lot of cowboys. This is his best cowboy, far and away. Um just so so good. Great film that I watched in 20-minute segments on Vimeo, cool, and it was backwards.
1: One of the greatest ways <laughs> so to watch to, like, a movie. I had to do yeah. something
0: insane to make it work. Number four, this is not a movie. This is True Detective. Okay. Uh, Woody plays
1: Martin Hart
0: in True Detective, who is really great because of the, the counterpart he is to Matthew McConaughey's character, Rust Cole, because Rust Cole is kind of this insane... Um, enlightened insane guy who lives in an apartment that's all white and he has a little round mirror on his wall and he looks at his eye in it in the morning and woody's character heart is just like what like what's wrong with you <laughs> what's going on yeah um, and that's always fun I like when guys are like that number three. Larry Flint in The People vs. Larry Flint. Larry Claxton Flint Jr. was an American publisher and the president of Larry Flint Publications, LFP. Mainly produces pornographic magazines such as Hustler. Cool. Uh, and so Woody plays Larry Flint in this movie. This is like one of his best roles, which you can tell because it's number three on my sure, list. Sure, yeah. He, this role was made for Woody. He's really like flamboyant. He wears all these different crazy outfits and is like a pretty major asshole. Great, great movie. Great, great role. Great, great Woody. I, I feel if someone could be a- objective when making this list, I think Larry Flint might be the number one role. But I can't be objective. No. Uh, I have personal feelings that I must, I must abide by and listen to, uh, which means number two is Haymitch in The Hunger Games. Number two. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, come on, folks. This is Woody Harrelson. This is how I met him. This is the first time I saw him yep. on my TV screen. He was being Haymitch. He has his wig that is astonishingly realistic looking. Yeah. He wears his little hats. He's mean, but secretly nice, which is what we love, folks. Yeah. Um, which stands to reason then that the number one Woody Harrelson role is the role he plays in The Edge of Seventeen, whose name is Mr. Brunner, cool. I think. He's like a, a nasty history teacher, and he's bald, and he's mean, but he eats cookies at lunch. And he's really nice to the main character, who is um, a high schooler. And he then it, re- it turns out that he has a nice family and a, even a baby wow. that he loves. And his wife loves him. And he's a really nice guy in the end. And he's her only friend, which is relatable um, to be friends with your male teachers. Yeah. Uh, that's something we've all been through. Yeah. And that's why this is my number one favorite Woody Harrelson role. Cool. There you have it.
1: Um, so my final list is a bit of a wild card list, and it's titled "Ways to Prepare Broccoli." <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yep, that really caught me off guard. Yeah, I thought it
1: might. So I'm a huge broccoli head. Maybe the world's leading broccoli head. I love broccoli. I think it's one of the great, <laughs> one of the greatest foods out there. Um, And I love to eat it. And so this is my list of all the different ways that I like to eat broccoli ranked on how much I like them. So number 10, I have raw. I'm not really a huge fan of raw broccoli, but I needed to come up with the 10th thing. So I threw that on here. (laughs) <laughs> Number nine is cheesy broccoli, Ooh. and I'm talking pretty much like that terrible stuff that comes frozen, like that you can get in the grocery store sure. in like yeah. that. It's like a little box, mm-hmm. and you put it in the microwave, and it's gross, but it's also delicious. Right. That's what I'm talking about here. Number eight, we have roasted broccoli. Mm-hmm. Throw that. Throw those suckers in. Sure. The roast oven, em Put up. some spices on them. Roast them up. They get nice and crispy. Really good stuff. Number seven is my aunt's broccoli salad. Aww. If you're listening- Thanks. <laughs> it's it's good. Um, don't know what she even puts in there. Wow. There's like some nuts in it, I think. Um, mm. I, she's a vegan, so it must not have like it. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's really interesting. I don't know what she puts in that stuff, but it's good. Cool. Number six, just regular old steamed broccoli. Mm-hmm. Had some steamed broccoli for lunch today. Um, I had some along with my meal, and then I did go back for a for second more. helping yeah. afterwards because it was actually really As quite good today. Love steamed broccoli. Number five, steamed broccoli from dale from the olive garden oh. now this was going to be a bit of a story have <laughs> yes. i told you this i
0: think you've told me about dale but i
2: um, yeah so i'll briefly recap Dale from the olive garden <laughs> so
1: several months ago at this point um me and my sister and our friend oliver we did go to the olive garden mm-hmm. together great as place we do to occasionally go. yeah i'm not even a huge olive garden yeah. fan but it's you know it is a place it's a place, it's a place to go, go to. and i like the breadsticks yeah and i like oh how they keep giving them to yeah. you if you That's ask the for main more. thing so we did go there, and I was feeling a little crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to order a side of broccoli. Yeah. As I do quite often right. when I go to restaurants, <laughs> I will, even if it's not on the menu, I will often yeah. ask, can I get a side of broccoli? And so our waiter comes to the table, and we saw him walking by a few times mm-hmm. previously, and we'd already been laughing because he just looked so much like like as if like a dog had been turned into a human like he was so he looked so dumb Uh in a loving way I loved him he was great but he just looked like a fucking idiot yeah sure so he came to the table you know and I was like hi can I get a side of broccoli and he looked at me and he went a side of broccoli and I said yes and he said what size uh, side of broccoli would you like and I looked at my friend Oliver Because I wasn't quite sure how to answer. And he said, he just sort of shrugged at me. And so I looked back at Dale and I said, a (laughs) medium-sized side of broccoli, I guess. And Dale looked at me and he said, a medium-sized side of broccoli. (laughs) And I said, yes. And he said, okay. (laughs) And he left and eventually he brought it to me and it was fine. Yeah. Was it medium? I I, I guess so. It was probably medium. There were maybe like six or seven pieces of broccoli on there. So I did eat that and I enjoyed it. It was broccoli. It was good. A little bit later on in the meal, Dale comes back to the table, Uh and he has another plate of broccoli. (laughs) He places it on the table, and he says, here's some more broccoli for you, which he says while laughing. (laughs) He's laughing at me. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, I did not order another side of broccoli from him.
0: Yeah. I ate my first
1: side of broccoli, and I was fine with it. I didn't order more. (laughs) But he just decided... He could tell. ...that I needed more, I guess. Yeah. And... When he placed it down on the table, you know, laughing at me, (laughs) he didn't place it down on the table, as you'd expect. He placed it inside of my friend's dirty, empty salad bowl. (laughs) And then he left. Uh, Me and my friend started laughing so hard that we cried. I thought I was going to throw up. (laughs) I was laughing so hard. And I ate this side of broccoli, and I was like, I I guess, thank you. Like, maybe, you know, they do unlimited salad and breadsticks. Maybe they also do unlimited medium-sized sides of broccoli. I don't know. So I was grateful for it. And then later he gave us the receipt and he had charged me for two (laughs) sides of broccoli, which I had not ordered. I had only ordered the first one. And he gave me two and he charged me for it, which honestly, like a lot of people maybe would be annoyed by that. I honestly, I just respect it. I respect his guts. You gave me two. You gave me two and you charged me for both and you laughed at me for it and I respect you (laughs) for it. (laughs) Yeah. So I have huge respect for Dale. I also love the fact that his name is Dale, by Great the way. name, One of the great names. Which I didn't know. He didn't have a name tag on. I had to look at the receipt oh, afterwards. Yeah. We were driving uh-huh. home. We were like, what was what that was guy's name? name? Yeah. And we were all guessing. My friend guessed Mike. And I thought he said Microsoft. Microsoft. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I bet his name was yeah. Microsoft. Um, and I checked and I was like, holy shit, his Dale. name is Dale that's well, you're looking
0: for someone's name and it's dale and it's that is dale. not a disappointment that's yeah. so
1: good so um i haven't been back to the olive garden since but if i do i hope to god, go god go that dale is there him. i yeah. miss him terribly <laughs> um so yeah that's why i broccoli from dale from the olive garden is number five on my list the broccoli itself wasn't even that great it yeah. was fine the broccoli i really had matter, earlier though. today in the dining hall was admittedly better but yeah. dale did not deliver it to yeah, me Yeah. so so number four is tempura broccoli which is like deep fried mm-hmm. broccoli, basically. And they give you little sauce to dip nice. it in. It's delicious. Uh, number three is steamed broccoli with stuff on it. Okay. So up to now, I've been referring to just plain just old plain steamed broccoli, okay. um, which is great. But if you add stuff to it, it becomes even better. I'm talking like butter, maybe right. some garlic, maybe some spices, yeah. things like great. that. Number two is broccoli and garlic sauce from the Lilac Blossom which is a restaurant, Mm -hmm. they actually have, you know, a meal that I think was made specifically for me in the sense that it's literally just broccoli that they put garlic sauce on. It's pretty nice. A lot of times if you want broccoli from a Chinese restaurant, you have to order it. It usually comes with like some sort of meat in there or something. I mean, you just have to eat the broccoli out separately, but they just have. It's pretty nice. It's just broccoli and garlic sauce. Yeah. My family members always make fun of me for getting it, but I do get it, and that is my meal. It's not an appetizer. It's not a side. It is my full meal, and I enjoy every second of it. And then number one is something I discovered quite recently, and it's changed my life. Um, and that is a dish titled garlicky broccoli, oh. <laughs> which I got from a noodle place in Dover. Uh-huh. Now, this was without a doubt, not only the best broccoli I've ever had in my life, but possibly one of the greatest things I've ever eaten wow. in my entire life. Basically, what we're looking at is like a pile of the freshest, most beautiful green uh-huh. broccoli you've ever seen, steamed, mm-hmm. just covered in like wonderful, delicious, fresh, like chopped garlic. Mm-hmm. And then it has some sort of like nice oh, sauce oh, around it, my goodness. sort of drizzled around it on the plate. And it was like, I don't even know what to say about it. Other yeah, than that it sounds
0: really Probably nice. the best
1: thing I've ever tasted wow. in my life, and I can't wait to go back and get more. Um, so that's my list of- Great, great final list, I ways have to to say. eat broccoli,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. My final list is uh, my top 10 TV show theme songs. Ooh, fun. Um, as you, if you were listening to this whole episode, you'll know that I think the theme song is often more important than yep. the TV show. Um, And so these are my top 10 of them. Number 10, Peaky Blinders. Okay. Um, This show doesn't really have a theme song per se. (laughs) However, it does. The song is Red Right Hand by Nick. Nick. I want to say Nick Cage, but that <laughs> sure doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, that's right. Nick Cave.
1: Nick Cave.
0: Nick Cave. Okay. Um, a Red Right Hand by Nick Cave. And it's sort of, there's no like title sequence in Peaky Blinders, but it does. There's a scene. It starts with a scene. And then at the end that song will kind of fade in. Okay. And it has this really sort of menacing thing to it, which fits with the show, starring Killian Murphy being a sad, angry man. Um, and it, it's full of drama. And I do, I do like that, even though it's not a true theme song. Number nine is the theme song from True Blood, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite vampire TV shows, and the song is, I think, called "Bad Things." And this is not a song I would ever listen to in my free time. It's not my kind of song, but you can't deny that it fits really, really well with the show. Mm-hmm. And it has one of the best uh, like visual sequences yep. of any any theme song, I think, maybe ever. It has the God Hates Fangs yeah Yes, sign, I was going to bring that up. Uh, which did change my life. Yep, me too. Number eight is the theme song to The Waltons. Um, which is uh, my favorite TV show from the 70s about a family living in the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. This is an instrumental piece that I imagine was written specifically for this show. It's really good. I'm not going to try and sing it because I get confused between it and a different one, okay. but it's good. You could probably look it up. Number seven, Pretty Little Liars theme song. Okay. This song is good. It's It has the right tone. The lyrics go, got a secret, can you keep it, take this one to the grave. Gun gonna show you never know you might tell what I said Mm -hmm. Uh, and it ends with but two can keep a secret if one of them is dead and then it shows all the characters lined up and one of them goes shh which is fun a fun fun. little touch and then they would change every season who was the one doing the shh which I really enjoy cool number six is uh the theme song to heartland which is my canadian horse girl soap opera right uh which has 15 seasons and I've watched 14 of them and i can't watch the most recent one because it's not available in america yet the song is called dreamer and it's just sort of your your basic like indie the the kind of song you might see someone sing at an open mic night okay but what's really special about it is the montage of horse footage um, oh that that plays during it that That i really like and the song combined with the horses is really great it's very fitting for the show number five is the gilmore girls theme song which is Where You Lead by Carol King. This is a good song. A lot of people don't know this, but actually, in the show, when they play the song, it's the characters in the show singing the theme song. Wow. And that's that's true, and, and you can't convince me otherwise. Okay. This is one of the classic theme songs. I think of TV show theme song, I think of this song. Okay. Number four, the Little House on the Prairie theme song, which is the one I get confused with the Waltons theme song. Mm. I, they're very different, but if I try to sing either of them, I sing the other one. Interesting. This okay. one's really fun, though. It doesn't have a montage so much as it shows Ma and Pa and then the three, their three daughters in their covered wagon, and then the little girls run down the hill and the baby one falls. Um, just sort of a classic classic scene to see. Number three, and now we're in in the zone where I had to struggle to decide which one was my favorite. Number three is the Mad Men theme song. I don't know if you've ever seen Mad Men. Um, No, I
1: haven't. It's been on my list for a while. But it goes...
0: Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. It's Sounds really scary. fun, and he's he's falling from the top of a building. Oh. in you know, in Vertigo, yeah. when he he's like he's having the dream, and it's all crazy colors. And yeah, then he falls. It's based on that. I think. Oh, cool. The, the guy falling, and there's all these buildings and stuff. Is very cool. Great song. Great show. Number two, Twin Peaks.
1: Yeah, of course. I was waiting for that. One of the
0: great songs. Well, I mean, my God. If anyone hasn't seen the video of Angelo Batalamenti. <laughs> Uh, Twin Peaks composer on YouTube talking about writing, not this song, but the Laura Palmer theme and talking about David Lynch, like sitting with him and telling him what to do. You got to watch it. We'll link it down below. It's it's the most important video in my life. I was
1: actually thinking of that video the other day when I was watching figure skating because one of these weird announcers, not the announcers that are usually there uh-huh. is a different guy. He was like, oh, this song always reminds me of, and he started going off on a tangent like he does in that video. Yeah. He's like, it reminds me of like a storm and the it's thunder so good. with lightning and a big dark sky and rain. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> and this song is, is also instrumental, but yeah. to me it, it's called Sawmill because they show the footage of the sawmill, and there's sort of notes that you can imagine would be sawmill. Okay, that's sort of how it is in my head. Okay, and that's number two. I would listen to that song. I, in fact, I do. Listen I do to as that well. song. Yeah, um, all the time. Number one is the True Detective theme Interesting. song. This is okay. has come up several times this show in this episode, um, and that's because it's my favorite TV show of possibly ever. And the song is Far From Any Road by The Handsome Family. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has this very spooky sort of southern gothic. I say those words and I don't really know what they mean. But to me, they mean this song. Yep. uh, Sort of about the desert and it's hot and it's scary and it's spooky. And in the show, the sort of visual thing that's going on is these scary sort of watercolor, inky portraits appearing on the screen, which is, of course, very cool. And the song is awesome. And I did... um, Last year, when I got my COVID booster, I had to wait in line for four hours. Uh-huh. Um, and I did, I had just finished watching True Detective the night before, and I did listen to this song on repeat for four hours wow. while I waited in line. That's huge. That's how good it is, folks. It's really, really good. And it's my number one TV show theme song.
1: Wow, cool. I've been, a couple of my favorite TV show theme songs, because I was thinking about it while you were um, doing that, Succession, I think is a great one. Oh, shit! Yeah. Fuck! I was waiting for that to show up on your list. I knew I was forgetting something. I was like, I was surprised. Shit, hold on. We have to revise this. Sorry, Shit, shit, fuck.
0: (laughs) I guess, okay, here's what I would do. Okay. I don't like doing it. I'm eliminating the Waltons. Okay. um, Because it's kind of interchangeable with the Little House on the Prairie one, and Succession is going above Mad Men okay it's number three
1: yeah it's really good wow fuck sorry sorry i'm really disappointed in myself it's okay it's okay there's a lot of theme songs out there i'm sure i'm I'm sure i forgot i'm sure i forgot a classic way to prepare broccoli yeah so it's okay wow but that one's so good that one's really good um i love the lost theme song which isn't a theme song so much as it just a scary noise oh right you showed me that Um, i I love that I love that so much. I love the Shadowhunters theme song. <laughs> one of the greatest one of the greatest theme songs. Really fun. And I think probably my number one theme song um theme song of all time would be the Pokemon the T V yeah. show theme song. I mean a classic. It's literally one you can't of the beat greatest. That. It's so good. It's one of the greatest songs, period. Yeah. Uh, that's another one I would listen constantly. to without watching. Yeah, I do. The show. I do I listen yeah. to it every time I try to make myself run on the treadmill, which is not very often, but every time oh, I try It's the a
0: succession theme song.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: That's crazy. I yeah. knew I knew I was forgetting one. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a really
1: good one. So good. I guess yeah. that wraps up our we've been special talking for 2 hours. I think is this maybe the first time we've officially cracked 2 hours <laughs> in the so. recording room? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah.
0: This one's going to be a long one, but it's a special occasion. Yep.
1: So, I don't really care. Great job, great work great to work. both of us, I yeah, think. That was I think we both that did was a really hundred things we just talked about. We just
0: talked about 100 plus a few more. Plus a few more things. Uh, which is kind of insane if you really yep. think about it. Yep. If you're listening, we would love to hear any of your top ten yeah. lists. We do have an email. I don't know if you've heard. You can send us an email at talkytalkypod at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your
1: top ten. Anything really? Right. Whether you want to give us your top ten of the things that we just listed or I'll anything come up else, with your own. just let us know. Maybe you
0: could say your top ten lists that we did. Today, your top ten lists that we which did would today. Be all of them. Rank them in order. 10. Your
1: top ten episodes of our podcast. Yep. And, and
0: if you do it, we will. Uh, screenshot them and post them on our instagram
1: probably yeah perhaps maybe if so, they're good if, if they're, they're good. like if they're funny. funny yeah
0: um so do consider sending us an email yep nothing makes us happier as you can see with the email i got last night yeah it changed your life it changed my life we really do read these emails she got an answer within like five minutes of sending me that email because i was so excited oh yeah
1: so yeah um yeah follow us on instagram and twitter at talkie talkie pod yep that's the one
0: and, and thank you so much for listening. Leave a fucking review. Yeah, put a, give us five stars. And if you have an iPhone, can you go on Apple Podcasts and write out a review for us?
1: Yeah, as long as it's nice. As long as it's nice or funny. Yeah, preferably both. Thank I guess you. That's it. Yeah, thank you for ten episodes. See ya for number eleven. Love next you next time. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.